Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brother John. What's mm. up with you? Ah, uh, resting, enjoying a beautiful weather weekend. A weather beautiful only in the fact it's cool with a few showers here and there. And got the baseball game in yesterday with no problem. It rained all day except for the three week, three hour window we needed for the ball game. So, wow, perfect. Oh yeah. So, so you're not gonna you're not gonna address the elephant in the room. You're not gonna talk about the police last night. You guys? Okay, that's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. The police. Ooh. The police. Don't talk. Okay, it's all right. We don't have to talk about it. I, I thought you... Oh, well, never mind. Okay, that's all right. Usually, uh, we talk about four things. Uh, this is the bro show. I'm a brother. This other guy's a brother. My name's Jerry. My name's John, and we, we're only going to talk about three things because we're not going to talk about the police. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. All right. Good. So, uh... This week, we have a, a pretty cool T-shirt you can get, and we'll help you. Uh, well, here's the, here's the odd thing. I'm looking at show notes, and I've got the wrong read, so I'm going to have to fix this, John. Uh, actually, oh, rats. See? See, i got the wrong read. I have support yeah. our musicians. That was last week, and I have the T-shirt for the, for the Center uh, for Humans and Nature. <laughs> so I, I screwed this up. <sighs> You know, I think mm. I got a little jittery when I heard about the police uh, this morning. So that was that was the problem. But anyway, oh. yeah, yeah, you want to get this T-shirt. I live here too, uh, and there's a link for a link for it in the show notes of the show. And uh, it's a fantastic shirt. It's got a wolf on the front of it. In fact, I'm wearing it, but I'm wearing a, a slightly different color than this one. Uh, and yeah, we got four colors. You like it, don't you, John? You like this T-shirt? Oh yeah, yeah. This is a, this is my this is my color gray. I can all the money, all the profits, and then a little bit more goes to the Center for Humans and Nature. We <sighs> like to support non nonprofits with our T-shirts. In addition to the so. fact that I can suck up to my my employer and say that we we're in a fundraiser for you every other week. That is yeah, noted that in a podcast. Good. So that I can let good. my boss know uh, that I am. Uh, uh, let's just say I'm. I'm trying to suck up to her and leave it at that. And it's kind of no, disgusting, I, but I do it. You have to do it because of his incidents like last night. Okay. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say. And uh, hey, you know, I had a boss who. <laughs> this is really funny. So uh, we're having the team meeting, right? This is up in Dallas, and there's about you know, I guess about eight people in the room. And uh, he's addressing the group, and he says, I really only have one rule. I do not want to read about you in the newspaper. <laughs> That's all he said. Didn't say any more. I do not want to read about you in the newspaper. There is a rich backstory as to why he said that, that I'm, I can't go into uh, at this time because of an NDA. But let me tell you something. I, I, that's a meeting. When you're in a meeting and your boss says, I only have one rule, I don't want to hear about you in the newspaper. You know, wow. you've got a fair, you got some latitude on that team, I would say. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's plenty of room under the, there's room, lots of headroom under that one. You know, not, don't get a newspaper? Okay, I think I can do that. And you know, the odd part about it is, you know, we're talking about nerds now, because I'm a, I was a tech worker most of my life. And so, these are the kind of guys who never get in the newspaper for anything, unless, unless, it's really bad, really bad. So you won't get in the newspaper for, you know, something 
good. You'll get a newspaper for something bad. So really, it was it, it was the most interesting team meeting I think I've ever had. But it reminded me of your your evening last night and your boss. So we won't talk about that anymore. Have an ox story, John? Yeah, you know, ox story. Not the problem we've run into <laughs> is that we have been left over. We've got leftover ox stories, which are not ox stories. Because what you do is you go down the internet tunnel with what you think is an ox story. Is oxymoron an ox story? Not. No, not. Is oxygen an ox story? Not. No, it's not. And then we have some... Go ahead. There's one more. What's the other one? Ox story. Oh, uh, that's That's yours, so I give you credit for that one. Yeah, that's the... uh, in Northern England, they have a, a slang for an armpit is oxter. Oh. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with an ox, and it's not oxygen-based. So, you know, there are hundreds of words that are ox- have oxygen. Yeah, oxidized. There's a lot yeah. of, yeah. Hundreds. So I but will only none comment. None of those. None of those. None of those. And I think there's another little category here, which I'm going to bring oh. up. And that's okay. a, what I call sort of a hybrid ox story. In other words, maybe it's a second derivative of, of actually the ox. And that, I think, is my favorite, which you, uh, Oxford, uh, Oxford shoes. Now, the question so. about Oxford shoes I have, John, first of all, I believe that's ox derived, but you do not. So this is, a, this is an honorable argument. Yeah, I agree because uh, yeah. yeah, because I've done the research, and what you've done is you've you basically you've based upon alternative history, what we sometimes yeah. call derived history, what I call contrived bullshit. history. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm being nice. Yeah, it is bullshit. so full of crap. I totally. went and looked so hard. I can't even find the original shoe that looks anywhere near the Oxford blood that you are con- purport that this comes from. When it, the only thing we've got, we've got two different versions of, of, of the Oxford shoe. One dealing with it coming from Scotland, the other one saying that it was the shoe, uh, uh, the, the shoe to be worn at Oxford University back in the mid 1880s, which has sort of a second, you know, derivative because we know Oxford is, uh, you know, from Oxford. It is Ox based. It is. It's Ox based. So it's sort of like secondarily Ox based at best. But you've got a better version. Because it's got more glamour, you've, you know, you've kind of embellished it, so we can run with yours if you so desire. Yeah, I would. Uh, I listen. I, I hate to bring this up, but I've had a bad history with this this uh, ox story this week. Uh, I've been reaching out to people and saying, "Look, we we have we're doing something that's not about oxes for the ox story," and they're going, "What?" And I go, well, you know, there are things that start out with OX that have nothing to do with the OX. And we're looking for those kinds of things. And, you know, nobody appreciated my rules, John. They thought they were too stringent and that I was making up as I was going along. What? I got a lot of, I, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble with Blondie this week. She, I asked her for a suggestion. I posed what I just said to you and, uh, well, you know, it's hard in text messaging to hang up on somebody, but I think she kind of did. She kind of went, oh, I'm out of here. She didn't want to have anything to do with it. She was disgusted with me. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm kind of disgusted with you, too, so. I know. 
So because I don't believe in the in your version of the of the shoe, but that's okay. Hey, look, what we're what the what? point of this whole thing is? Here we are. We're at the end of Ox. It's all yeah, done. This is it. This, this is, is it. it. And here this we are. We're it. left with this all this crap that has nothing to do with Ox, but it has Ox in it. So yeah. We just thought we let's just do a show on that because we don't want to waste it. And that's why we didn't did. want to waste it. I, you know, yeah, we we had a whole thing this season. You know, we started out going, oh man, that was a great stamp. You know, we always the last two seasons we started out with a stamp. You know, of the Chinese yeah. New Year, and so that was the year of the ox. So well, this is this could be great. Have you ever seen such a cool stamp? And these stamps are cool. And by the way, yeah. we never mentioned yeah. which I this will be a good foray into it. The, the yeah. shirt I'm wearing today is the ox shirt with the stamp. Congratulations. That's really good you did that. Really appropriate, I should say. Which <sighs> is not, uh, you can't say that about us very often. We're not that appropriate. But this is totally appropriate that you were in that t shirt. So anyway, we thought, well, you know, after a few weeks, we went, damn, are we going to run out of ox stories before the 27th week, which this is of the season and last week? And you know what? We really didn't, but. I think we stretched the limits of what an ox story is a little bit. Oh, we did say. today. But I mean, it was a, it was on purpose. It isn't out of desperation. No, no, it's not desperate. In fact, you know, we got an extra. I got an extra ox story in my hip pocket that we're not going to ever use. No one's ever going to know about. <sighs> That's good. I think it is good. <laughs> but in any case, uh, do you have any background? You know, oxymoron. Uh, I think that's. You know, it's not popular to call people like when we were kids. You know, everybody called each other idiots and morons and stuff. Yeah. And now, now it's kind of like, now we understand what people are going through who, uh, you know, have something going on mentally that we don't have. We have a new appreciation from autism, Asperger's, you know, a limited IQ, that kind of thing, you know, mentally challenged. They, they have better words than we had when we were kids. So I saw oxymoron, you know, when I was a kid and I thought, I, do I want to know about this word? You know, do I really want to know what it means? Do I want to look into it? Will I be, you know, will I feel bad? So uh, I was a little curious about oxymoron. These three words we have, oxygen, oxymoron, and oxter. You know, why is it called oxymoron? Do you know, John? Yes, I. you asked a good question because I can answer it. It's a contradiction in a word. Uh, oxy is the portion of the word which is referring to sharp, or more intellectual. It's kind of the derivative. Oh. Why moron is more uh, what, like you mentioned to me, it's it's mentally challenging. So it's putting together. It's a word which basically contradicts itself. Uh, a couple oh. of words is the so way. So it's that, walking its talk. It's walking its yeah, talk. Yeah. Wow. But okay, you can go ahead and give me give what, your what? Uh, your your version. I got, I got nothing. I got okay. Nothing. I was too so that I, I, you're not gonna believe it. It's the only word I was going to talk about of the three. You set me up. Really? I appreciate it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I did not know that. You know, the other amazing so, thing. So sort of like it. sharp and dull is what the, is the okay. literal right. of the words. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I like that. That's good. Hey, you know, one thing I have to point out, though, people know we have these seasons. They're six months long. So we have two seasons a, uh, a year. And they know a little history of how we got, you know, the ox and, and how we, you know, did our other stuff before that. But you know what I think people don't know is right now it's the 27th week. We're ending the season, and we have not had one discussion yet 
about what the new season is going to be called, what the animal is going to be, or anything. Have we? We haven't had it because that's to be decided in the next upcoming week. We don't we don't let no. go stale on our no. list. We, we keep it careful. fresh. We have to be in careful. In fact, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, you know, the other thing we're, we're, we're not doing, here we are at the end of the season, and we're not even celebrating. The best of thing, you mean? Yeah. No, we're not doing that. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not like, example, toasting with a cup of champagne or no. with uh, with an ox beer. Nope. Oh, oh, we're, not, we're not just, doing just, that. We're not doing pop, that. Wait a minute. I heard you just pop an ox beer. <laughs> you just popped one. Didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. Well, you go ahead and enjoy yourself because you know. No, I got coffee. I got coffee. This is this is all to be said. This is to be. Uh, This is to be looked at, and I'll drool uh, on my iPad, but I'm not going to drink it yet. Maybe towards the end of the show. Towards the end of the show. show. Then I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll start drinking during the show, and you let me know when I'm drinking it. Okay. Okay, this sounds like a good challenge. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah, I have some. Pro- I have two teeth that are giving me trouble, so I'm on painkillers. So I, I'm. I'm a little well, bit, that's I got, this. Yeah. This beer is being. Uh, it's. I'm drinking it in, to, to reinforce your, 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 you know, your plight. I'm, this is what you call empathy at its best. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're. You know what? We've lost control of the show. We're over halfway through. And oh, dear, we got to get going. I mean, we we, we, we got are, some poppers that are really pop. So come we, on, we give, give, us our, give us a word. Yeah. Give us a word. Ramekin. 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 I like That's that. Word. R-A-M-E-K-I-N. Ramekin. And what is this no. ramekin? A ramekin. A ramekin is a small dish, or the contents of the small dish... <laughs> right, which uh, which contains food that has been baked or whatever. It's served in something served in a small dish, or the contents of the said small dish. Now, where do you run into this? Where you run into this with certain foods where you have the food sitting in front of you, but at the last minute want to add extra flavor to the dish. You don't want to cook this stuff into it. You want it at the last minute. It's served in a ramekin, and you, generally speaking, pour the ramekin or dump the ramekin into the main dish. This is so that you can have super flavor, super flavor. I like it. I like it. I like it. I now I'm now I'm. I see the light. I understand the word. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It is. You've given it a completely new dimension. This idea of flavor, so. that, that kind of, that, that, then the light bulb went off when I, when I, or on, when I heard well, flavor, give flavor, me, give me, flavor. Give me an example. Give me an example. You know, you eat something and someone says, hey, uh, be careful, that's really spicy. And you take a bite and you go, it's, it's not that spicy. And then about a minute later you go, wow, is that spicy. Right? Because it yeah. comes up slow, comes up slow on you. A ramekin is the opposite of that. That puts the flavor on the front of your palate. So as soon as you taste the thing, you have a, a, a really immediate reaction to the taste of it. That's why people use ramekins, to get that immediate reaction. So you got to put something in the dish that will give you the front end 
flavor. Yeah. And then you put that the spices, into the, then yeah, you put that you, on something and the way you do it yeah. is on this dish yeah. that's got the stuff that goes into another. Okay. A good, example. Makes sense. good example. Yeah. Vietnamese food, you know, pho, you drink pho, F-H-O, you know, that stuff is like this soup. And it's, you know, very traditional. It's got lots of good stuff in it and everything like that. But it can be a little bland. So what do you do? You got these ingredients on a dish. You pour the dish into it. You stir it up. And it's so hot, it kind of cooks it a little bit. But you still taste everything. So it may be plum sauce. It could be red hot chili oil. Uh, it could be mint leaves. It, you know, like that. Just dump it in there. Such a deal. Dump it. Dump it. I got this out of a book I'm reading called When I'm With You by Monica McCallan. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I was talking about these two ladies, uh, uh, having, having a dinner. And here's the sentence that I, I pulled from the book. They both poured the ramekins into the broth and added toppings to the already fragrant soup. Makes sense. There it is. Makes sense. Does it make sense? Oh, does it make sense? This oh, is very man. challenging. I'm sorry. This is I'm yours. Try to do this, this. is this yours. Is, this here's is yours. what happened. Uh, you know, a movie review. A movie comes out called The Sparks Brothers. What, what, what documentary about something that I've never heard of? I find out that The Sparks Brothers are two brothers that are basically some cult underground it's sort of like the in-the-know music industry rock and roll group that is every everybody in the in the industry knows about, but nobody outside does, except if you're like from England or Europe or Australia. Yeah. So what do we right. have? So what, we got this incredible documentary, but if we can't really talk about documentary if we don't know just a little bit about the group, and that's yeah. where it gets fascinating. So we got two brothers. We got Ron who is sort of the composer, and Russell. They're both about our age. One was born in 1945, the older one, and the other one, Russell, was born in 1948. That's a year you know a little bit about. And uh, Yeah, yeah. And then, so we got two guys from California who in 1967 decided to form, to play music, this and that, after having a little bit of a a college uh, career at UCLA, dealing with film, music, etc., the problem is that they always seem to be either one step ahead or one step behind in terms of their own personal music taste as it relates to what's happening now. So when the folk scene is really big, these guys are more into some of the more, I would call them, I would call them, I guess, exotic British groups, not the Beatles, but more like Pink right, Floyd right. and stuff like that. David so Bowie. we've got, we, yeah, yeah, all that David Bowie. So if you were going to categorize their music, you would say it's, it's been all over the map, but it primarily sync pop, uh, glam rock, yep. all these because it does have a kind of a presentation thing. They're very good in concert. Oh, yeah. They present themselves oh, yeah. well. And the other thing is that they've done they've done this stuff with moving around. It's sort of like they are pushed to experiment. They, there's nothing. They constantly have to be on the move with respect to what they're doing. So whatever is in their minds, when I say they, it's primarily Ron, who's the the composer, while Russell is the entertainer, he's more the performer. He's the guy, and he's yep. got an incredibly wide range with a wide range falsetto. So this guy can handle just about anything music-wise. Yep. So this is a group that that what they did is they start in California, 
I, there's a couple factors that really play that I see. They got they've been on 13 different record labels. 13. <laughs> yeah. And so that tells you albums. that they have not exactly found their sweet spot with respect to being able to convince somebody to put their albums out. But in spite of that, they have put out 25 albums over the course of the last 50 plus years. Right. And of course, you've not, and we've never heard about them. Uh, no. Now, the other thing that's kind of prolific about them is the fact that the two things I, I think think about. Uh, one is their ability to find their audience, which they were able to, back in the early 70s, become big stars in uh, England, and so much that they stayed over there three or four years and kind of bounced around a little bit to Europe, and then, of course, got popular in Australia. But they came back because, you know, their, their creative juices insist that they constantly be on the move, not only physically, but also musically. Yep. The other thing is the prolific nature of their music is these guys are constantly working on new things. And yes. they and they, the only time they've looked back was in 2008 to celebrate the fact they had done 20 albums up to that point. They decided, well, why don't we do a uh you know, you know one of these best of tours? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. they 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 took it a step further, which is mind-boggling. What they did wow. is they said we got 20 albums so what we're going to do is we're going to do concerts for 21 nights. We're going to do 20 albums. We're going to then preview at the end our last, our newest uh, album. They spent four months rehearsing this. Rehearsing. That's right. So what they did is they yep. spent one week per album. But can you imagine saying, well. One, what was week, it, one day or one week per album? One week. No, wow, wait. I had that wrong. Yeah, it's one week because what they did is wow, they, they wow. rehearsed for four. Four times five is 20. And a little over four months is what they – four months of, of work is what they put into rehearsing. But can you well, imagine – they rehearsed one week on every album. But when they yes. performed it, they performed one album a night. Right, yes. Okay, good, good. So All as right. a result, but can you imagine rehearsing and say, well, yeah, we rehearsed that one four months ago. Let's do it tonight. Yeah, get it? I get it. I get it. Yeah. That is extraordinary. And, so you could uh, get a gold ticket. Is, the, yeah, the yeah. audience is more extraordinary. Yeah, because it was in a smaller venue in London, uh, about eight yeah. or 900 seat, in which you did, uh, they had a large following in England, so they had guys buying, you know, you, buy, you bought the gold ticket. You bought the ticket for all the concerts and went to all yeah. of them. They also wow. did something where they did a radio thing and said, well, what were the best songs we did in those in those 20 so that their last 21st concert they did, they previewed their album in the first half of it, and then what they did is they did sort of a best of based upon audience, uh, uh, you know, input. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I leave it at that. We could talk a lot more about them. That they, oh, uh, could we? Yeah, I mean, the, every it's like Paul Paul McCartney has actually paid homage to with Tehran with his the way he plays the, the piano there's all kinds of little inside things I, it's it's like somebody says well what that group is like is can look can give homage to the Sparks brothers for the way that they play or a derivative and, yeah, but just yeah. keep in mind that rock group doesn't even know that that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The so. people, the people at these concerts are pretty amazing too. I oh, right I tell, yeah. That. So you, yeah. I'll, I leave it to you to talk a little bit more about their music because it's, it, 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 and that's a, a, a topic that's too long also. So, well, you know, you get jaded when you're, when you're, I, I don't know this, but I, 
from observation, I would say people get jaded in the music business. You hear, uh, you just, you're world weary of what's new and what's happening and all this stuff, and you just get worn to a frazzle. But then here comes the Sparks Brothers. They never run out of inspiration. And there's an arc that all music groups have where they, they start coasting toward the end or they right. kind of dissolve toward the end. These guys are still on an upward trajectory. They yeah. don't do anything different than they did in 1970. They right. just keep showing up, go to the studio, record, go on the road and play. They just have never stopped doing that. They have a couple periods where they've been discouraged. But they've never stopped, and they're still trying to do their best music. And you don't and run into that with seventy-year-olds no. very much, do you? No, and you don't. Still, it's they're still, still writing about. Yeah, they're still writing about trying to get the girl. <laughs> yeah, there's a up. there's a couple of themes. They have a lot of girl theme. They have a lot of repetitive lyrics, and people yes. say, "Well, you know, you know." Simple, they keep saying the same thing over and over again. Well, the, you know, people say, "Well, but the, about the third time, it has a different meaning." If you listen to the music. Yeah. Connect yeah. it with the with lyrics. Uh, yeah, so they got a lot of girl theme in them. But I, when you when you talk about uh, the the fact is that that these guys, um, that how prolific they are in terms of the their music production. You mentioned yeah. the dry period. Can you imagine yeah. going to the office every day and having no productivity in terms of albums for five years? It's like they their did. close friends were almost crying because they said, yeah. I can't believe it. These guys keep working, 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 but they're getting, they're, 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 they haven't, and they're not able to find anybody to record their albums, uh, but they never give up. The drive is, is just unrelentless. Their best yeah. might be in front of them. They've it tried several times. They're, this group is perfect for a rock musical. So they need somebody yeah. who could do the rock musical movie. And they've even, they came within a whisker of getting Tim Burton to collaborate with yeah. him, which would have been well, perfect. It's still, it's still on. That project is still on. They haven't, it, no, no one has given up on that project. Well, we'll Believe see. It or not. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, it, but it's, but it's been 20 years. 20 yes. years. So there is a new still, project. Still that there. They are, yeah, there's a new project, which is kind of in the makes they, 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 with respect to movie and musical, rock musical that might still happen. Which means here these guys are, they're in their mid-70s, and might, the best might be might yet be to come. We don't know. And, you know, they've had no breakdown of uh, ability or anything like that. Uh, you know, uh, I get them mixed up. Russell's the Ru singer, right? Yeah, Russell's the singer, the young guy. He's yeah. 1948, yeah. and Ron's the, the the guy with the yeah. Charlie Chaplin slash Hitler mustache. Who's, who's <laughs> yes, he does. He I does. mean, their stage does. presence is really kind of interesting Remarkable. in itself. Oh yeah, they're, now, they're both thin. They're both yeah. uh, uh, interesting, and they're they're opposites. You know, you can tell that looking at them, right? Uh, yeah. When they talk, you see the commonality, and you see some. But they, they purposely do lots of things in their appearance to look completely different or like opposites right. almost. And, but it, it, they're fun to look at, fun to watch. The videos are amazing. And, uh, I don't think, uh, there's been any problem with the voice. Uh, he can still, still has his range. Uh, still yeah, has that's the, mind boggling. The endurance, endurance. Try singing one whole evening for two or three hours. It's not easy. It's hard. So. You better sing that. right. You know the right way yeah. from the diaphragm. Oh, yes, yes. Not from the yes, throat. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. To be careful, save your throat. All that stuff. 
And, you know, I don't know when it happened exactly, but I think it was in the 70s. They just became an English band. Uh, yeah. When they sing, they do not sound like an American band. They do not. They sound like an English band. They sound very uh, boyish or, you know, and they have the, but when they do interviews, 100% a Californian American. Not a lot of slang because they're our age, you know, but it's American. There's nothing English about their accent at all, but sensibilities, how well read they are, how extensive their vocabularies are. Yes, they've got all that. That And that way they are English. So you can find, if you're interested in this, you can find, I'd say, at least a dozen good YouTube videos about the movie, the Sparks Brothers, and about their music. And uh, the guy, Edgar Wright, who uh, directed the director, yes, he is gaga over these guys. This has been his favorite yeah. group Fanboy. forever. <laughs> yeah, he started when he was five years old. You know what he said? I didn't understand all, all the lyrics, but I felt like I should. <laughs> hey, uh, so we never even talked really about the movie you kind of referred to it with the director. The movie's got rave reviews. Yeah. Uh, if you take oh, a look, you on, saw it. Uh, you saw yeah, the movie. yeah, I saw the movie. It's in the theaters. It's uh, it's eight point one on the IMD uh, viewer, and it's well in it. So it's got great reviews there. The, the critics like it. It's got a meta into the uh, low eighties. And the only thing you can say about it, and this didn't bother me, and I'm not the guy who has the patience to put up with a long movie, but this is 140 minutes. It's two hours and 20 minutes. And I, but I was not bored at all. They had no sense of time with respect to it because it's done that well. It's driven primarily by their music, but it does have a lot of other good insight of industry. People come on, Todd Rongen, uh, other music uh, industry people, and they really get brave to, to these guys and talk a little bit about them. I think they, they are just never mutual, culturally music wise. They are never in sync with what's going on. And that's been while a I, challenge. Both. While I was talking, while I was talking, did you have that some beer? No, I drank it during the, drank a little bit during the, the, the Ramekin just to get, Ramekin just to get through oh. there. Just to get to the Ramekin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was it. I mean, uh, the, I don't need it. For, I don't need the beer for Sparks. Wow, <laughs> wow, he needed it for Ramekin. I saw. Yeah. I thought you were unusually agreeable, but I didn't connect it with. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I was of, being I'm conciliatory based upon uh, beer alcohol. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, it. I, I mellowed myself out. To, although I, I was, I was just impressed with all the additional information. I worked on that one. You on did. One. You 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 not only worked on it, you worked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. oh, there was drama. There, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was a whole movie plot within that segment. Hey, are you uh, you have any groaners for us? Yeah, John? you know it's interesting. Uh, my guests, Is are, the people came in this weekend uh, to visit me, Vince and Sherry Lauder. Now, Vince and Saint. You know, Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. provides us with our groaners every week. So yes, I was does. able to get his regular list of groaners. And in addition to that, we, uh, last night as we came back from the ballpark, uh, Vince, Jerry, and I, and also one of our uh, avid listeners, uh, Jason Otto, was with us. So we're all there and we're kind of going over groaners. So now I have the one from the list. I have a fresh groaner from last night. 
So Ooh. let's get into it. Let's let's get Wait into a minute. Did Sherry did Sherry give you that groaner? Sherry w- said this was her best. This was her favorite. Is the last one oh, I'll okay. give. Okay. Right. Okay. So right. uh, no, Vince is responsible for. It. We got to give him full cred uh, uh-huh. for the for the groaner. So here we go. Here's the first one. What's a convenience store called in the afterlife? What's what a convenience it? store called in the, in the afterlife? Afterlife. Oh man, I don't know. Heaven Eleven. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Heaven Eleven. That's very good. This one, you know, is a little bit daunting only because it's so long in terms of the the the. I had to write Setup. it down and then rehearse it. Um, oh. What do you call it? When a Russian leader gets stuck on a classy hotel's roof. <laughs> I gotta repeat that. What do you Go call ahead. it? When a Russian leader gets stuck on a classy hotel's roof. So it's a classy hotel and the roof of that hotel. Coup d'etat. Pretty good. Putin on the Ritz. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> That's so excellent. Putin on the Ritz. I couldn't believe it. It was so, so contrived. Now I'm going to have to have a second sip of beer. It's hard. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's very good. That was very good, John. I like that one. (laughs) Okay, well, listen, I think we succeeded in getting a show in the can. the The finale of the season. 